Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli with another episode of Multiple Voices. My Multiple Voices podcast, true to its name, includes different series. For example, we have the Voices of Love, where we discuss relationships, the voice of empowerment, the voice of laughter and play, the voice of pleasure, and the magical voice of archetypes and how they change the way we live. But we also have the voice of memory that includes everything from history to discussions of past life regression. There's also writing voices where we interview both seasoned writers and authors who have just started getting their feet wet with writing and we learn what can work for you as potential writers. Our series called Voice of the Spirit discusses different forms of spirituality and religion. And then Channeling Voices is a series that covers what happens when you channel, but is also extended to mediumship. Take a moment to review this podcast if you've enjoyed listening, and leave a hearty five stars. I'd appreciate it. Enjoy your listening. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Claudia Monicelli with another episode of the podcast, Multiple Voices. Today I have with me... Desiree Holmes-Scarini. Say hello, Desiree, to the audience. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Desiree is um, talking, comes to us from Washington, D.C. And we were talking briefly before we pressed record, of course. They are pre-recorded. This is pre-recorded. And um, we, since there's a lot of overlap between the things, you know, that we do, um, I tried to tell her what to expect. You know, I'm going to treat you terrible, so be careful what my questions. So I was trying to give her an idea of how the interview would be going. And it's interesting always to understand that even though we do similar things, they're quite different in nature, both because of the training involved. We obviously have different forms of training because we come from different parts of the world, but also the style with which we give a service or or work with clients. So let me first introduce her. Desiree is a board-certified master transpersonal hypnotherapist and certified life coach. And she has several other certifications as well as a BA in psychology from the University of California and a higher diploma in theosophy from the Theosophical Society in England. And I asked her about that. Well, theosophy, I've heard of that, but I didn't, you know, quite know. So maybe you could tell us right now before I continue theosophy. And first, I'll apologize to your listeners that I'm very hoarse. I didn't have a voice at all a couple of days ago, so this is progress. Uh, so I don't usually sound like this, you know. <laughs> but, um, my software will take care of that. This is not my normal, my normal <laughs> hypnotherapist voice. <laughs> anyway, um, so theosophy um, is translated as the study of the truth, and it's quite difficult to really encapsulate it. Uh, in a small package, but basically it's it's a bit of an uh, esoteric school of study where um, there, or, or even a belief system that's not really a belief system, um, the core of the Theosophical Society, which is worldwide, and it began um, just over 100 years ago, 150 years ago or so, um, it is that um, to accept all beings more as soul beings, uh, mm-hmm. it's not about color, gender, race, any of that is fair it's inclusive and um and we we a lot of the study is about uh, how all religions 
have a common unity and uh, the study of that and, and mm -hmm. you know, kind of embracing all in one kind of a thing. And so now this that. is where my, my antagonistic type, uh, you know, voice comes in because when we talk about truth, it's uh -huh. always subjective, you know. I, I come from an academic background, so when we yeah. look for the truth, it's always my truth or your truth, unless we talk about universal truths. And so what kind of truth is this aiming for? I mean, can you clarify yeah. that a little bit? Um, you know, and since I didn't write the quote myself, that was uh, by Madame Blavatsky, who herself had, um, you know, as will happen with this sort of thing, she had people that, um, you know, venerated her and people that called her a quack, right? Mm -hmm. um, anyway, and who was so, she? Who was she? She was Russian. She was a Russian noblewoman who traveled to Tibet and studied with masters and managed to understand, you know, was trained by these masters and did some amazing, interesting things. Um, and following her, people that um, were in the organization, like I said, it was sort of an esoteric school, uh, honed certain capabilities, some of them, but more so um, shared a common, most of them, you know, everybody's got their skeletons, yeah. uh, but most of them shared the common idea of uplifting you know that your fellow humanity yeah uh-huh okay and, um, okay so so the uh what was your original question i kind of just <laughs> say that again this happens so, so often during the interview the idea is what do you mean by truth here okay. because truth is subjective yeah. and, and unless so, we're talking and about this is universal. where i went off track since mm -hmm. i didn't write it but i think um one of the quotes is there uh it also is there's no religion higher than the truth so it was almost um, sort of like not being boxed in to a uh -huh. particular um, man-made uh, translation. Scripture. Mm -hmm. Of what, right. of what came. Uh, it's more of studying and understanding what even came, uh, what the sources of religion are. And their, uh -huh. their commonality rather than what divides them. The differences. Them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but... This is not all. Uh, Desiree is also an artist and an arts instructor, uh, instructor, sorry. And she often combines her art with her intuitive trainings. Um, and she continues, of course, to study and learn like all of us and is particularly interested in the power of the heart and the mind. And the unseen energies that are around us, we're, to, we're going to lead with that talk about the energies. And following this path, she's focused much of her work on intuition and has embraced her psychic and mediumship powers and attained certifications as a psychic medium and a tarot reader. Um, but she, and she's recognized as a top hypnotherapist in Washington, D.C. by three best rated. That is a rating that she's received. And she's the author of the book Journey to Joy, The Written Path. And she has a YouTube channel and she's a podcast host of the podcast called Intuitive Journey with Desiree. Now, I will write under the um, in the description where you can find her, transhypnotherapy.com, www.transhypnotherapy.com. Now, why am I so excited to, to speak with Desiree? Is because um, it's not every day that we get to speak to people who work with one hypnotherapy. And it's not the hypnotherapy to make you stop smoking or lose weight or things like that, but geared toward um, having you 
look into your uh, soul's lives and travels. Let's put it that way. Um, there are a lot of things that I'd like to, I said I was going to lead with something, and maybe we could start by talking about the spirit world and levels of energetic being. Mm -hmm. Would you, can you sure. talk about that? Sure. And, mm -hmm. um, and I do also help people stop smoking and lose weight, ah. stop nail biting. I do all of it. Um, but I also, like you said, unlike most hypnotherapists, um, have that spiritual hypnosis um, mm -hmm. side to me. So um, these seven levels, the, the different levels of spiritual being is something that actually I, I became much more familiar with through studying theosophy and uh, a lot of their work or understandings come from Hindu or our mm -hmm. Buddhist traditions. And it's hard to find, but it makes perfect sense when you start to understand better um, or have experiences where you are, what's going on. So, you know, we're here in our physical body and I, I like right. to compare it to say a glass of water. If you okay. got a glass of water and, um, you're not the glass, you're the water. Okay. Okay. So if you pour some of that water into another glass, uh -huh. that doesn't diminish you. Even yeah. if you pour all of that water out into the ocean. Yeah the water still exists even though the glass is empty so so okay. make that a metaphor for physical death for example okay so the body's um, still there but your contents have gone someplace else okay so, but but that you yeah. mentioned levels the levels mm -hmm. of energetic right. being as so, if there are different levels yes yeah, so energetically mm -hmm. within our that water that uh -huh. is not locked in the body we actually it's almost like vibrational um yeah vibrational you know, about energy. The spirit world and some people have seen spirits or heard things um you don't see it necessarily because it's not in the physical realm but it's we can connect still with a certain level uh above us so dreams for example take place in what would be called the astral plane mm -hmm. that's like your etheric double or whatever kind of gets to swim around and float out there mm -hmm. uh, also, spirit communication may take place on that plane or a little higher. Um, and the, these different different traditions have different names for these planes. I consider there's probably about seven of them. The highest being when uh, you are simply kind of back with the universal energy and mm -hmm. have no individuality anymore. Mm. But before that, you have your personality that still can move mm -hmm. up and down. So, for example... With mediumship, yeah. Uh, to experience that connection, the the person who's passed on is at a different frequency. Okay, so when just to clarify, mm -hmm. when you mentioned mediumship, we're talking about communicating with someone who has passed, correct? Yes, that's Their right. So spirit, right. mm -hmm. go on. So so they're not standing here, and I can't really just sit and talk to them. But the communication, and this is my way, best way of describing it. They're at a different vibrational level, sort of like dialing the radio. You know, you don't yeah. always hear the same station. You got to turn the radio to a different frequency to tune in. So as a medium, you can, um, you know, use breathing or focus or, or just intention combined to get yourself to a certain frequency, get your mm -hmm. mind 
to kind of leave a little bit and meet them halfway. Because if they want to communicate, they'll come down a little and you'll get up there a little and and you'll get these this interaction. All right. Let's say let me add a couple of things here. Mm -hmm. So we all have a vibrational rate. Okay, my uh, 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 vibrational rate is a certain number. Yours is a different, right? And as uh, the the amount, the number, the measurement gets raises, gets higher, you know, from a fifth dimension goes into the sixth, we are up there with souls who want to speak or else we wouldn't be able to speak with them, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the interesting thing that I wanted sort of to hash out about this is a lot of people come and ask me, well, how can I do the work that you do? How is it possible for me to be able to talk to my parents who passed two years ago? Um, mm-hmm. Is it possible? How could you talk to them if they then have already reincarnated? All right. Do you yeah. have a couple of answers here? I, I do. And there are some different um, beliefs around this. Um, which is a bit complicated to go into. So what I'll say sure, is, sure. Um, first is you have to not doubt it. Yeah. You know, just so you have to get your, just like hypnosis, you have to get that conscious critical factor out of the way and allow yourself to be open to signs, symbols, um, and the different ways that uh, spirit will try to communicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be a, they might, it might be the scent of your grandfather's cigar. Mm-hmm. It might be your mother loved red roses and all of a sudden you just see red roses all day long or if you're thinking about her and you'll get these interesting um, feedback that yeah. they will try to communicate in a way that you they believe you will recognize it mm-hmm. so that you'll at least think of them. So yeah. for someone who's not anticipating trying to communicate, whenever you kind of synchronistically or unexpectedly get something that you're like, oh, that's weird. You know, this was just like my mother's. It may Mm -hmm. be, if you're open to it, her kind of saying a little hello. Now, to purposely try to get into this state, this is where that intuition training also comes in, is is to uh, learn to go into that mental space, you know, get away from distractions, sit quietly, Mm -hmm. and just allow yourself, almost like self-hypnosis, to Mm -hmm. breathe and bring yourself to a certain state of calmness. So you almost kind of release that connection with your physical body and just allow your mind to wander. And as your mind wanders, it wanders in that higher Okay, so let me stop you just for a moment. And uh, let's talk about tangible examples, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say my mom passed away in 2007. And of course, I talk to her every day. But let's just say, for argument's sake, I, I find you and I write to you and I really want to contact her for, because I tried and I tried and I tried and I know I can feel something, but I, I, I just can't. So I write to you, I go to your website and how do you st- start the process? So if somebody comes to me for it, um, I actually prefer, well, I've done it both ways. I've done it you know, on Zoom, in person. I kind of like um, just sitting quietly and and just letting images, words, whatever they are, come to me, and I write them down. I just I just write down whatever comes to me. Sometimes I'm spot on. Sometimes it's like no, or sometimes often 
what happens is I'll get something that the person goes, no, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right. And then later they're like, oh my gosh, I just remembered, yeah. you know, <laughs> that yes. And I, because I'm like, I don't know, that's what I'm getting. So one of the good things that I, I did learn when being trained is if you get a strong signal, just tell the person, give it some time, mm -hmm. you know, and it may be months later that something happens or comes. So maybe I'm seeing a message that they don't get till later. Uh -huh. um, so that's how I usually do it. Um, my, my preferred way of doing it. And, and what I get often, um, there was a woman I know uh, who passed on and I, I did it for her, her children. Uh, and it wasn't long after. It was so interesting because I heard like her voice, the mm -hmm. way she would say it. She so sometimes you might just hear your own voice putting words mm -hmm. down, but I could hear her voice and, um, and telling them they were, they had been honorable children, like mm -hmm. almost like imitating, like you've been very honorable children. She wasn't Japanese, but sort of imitating that, mm -hmm. you know, giving them, um, and I could, and it was very interesting because it's the sort of thing she would have said. Uh, I've had others where the phrasing, mm -hmm. you know, was the way they would have said it. And I'm like, but, which was different than other stuff. So I, I don't know. It's kind of like you, um, <laughs> you kind of had to be there. Uh, I, I've had so many interesting things come through. And let's um, um, just let, yeah. I'm curious to know how you got started with past life regression. Of course, it's a hop, skip and a jump from hypnotherapy yeah. and not everyone does it. But what brought you to do it? What what? Yeah. You know, what was the um, attraction? This is funny because it's one of those, um, you know, if you're meant to be someplace, the, you'll, the universe will push you in that direction without you knowing it sometimes. Mm -hmm. So um, without going into the long story, I... Oh, come uh, on, give us the long story. Oh, you want the long story? Okay, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, we love a story. <laughs> well, my background, um, degrees in psychology, I had worked as a facilitator for groups uh -huh. for you know, um, stress management, alcohol, drug prevention, whatever, right after I got out of college, had kids, stayed home, moved into an art career because it was something I could do from home. Mm -hmm. As they were in um, like probably ninth or 10th grade, I had more free time. I saw an opportunity. Okay, I was teaching painting um, during a time that usually I would take a portrait workshop every okay. year. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I can't take it because I'm actually teaching something and I couldn't take mm -hmm. off. So I had the money and I had the time for a card came from the Edgar Casey Center. For those of you who aren't familiar with him, he right. was an American uh, seer and prophet, opened a center in Virginia Beach, Virginia here. And mm -hmm. I saw a card come in the mail because I was a member that says train as a hypnotherapist. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, look at those dates are the dates that I'm off. Mm -hmm. And so I had the money and I had the time. But little did I realize the difference between one hypnosis training and the other. Right. And this was the transpersonal hypnotherapist. So and what was, yeah. what is particular about transpersonal? Yeah. Um, so w when you introduced me, you talked about, you know, stop smoking, nail biting, right. all that. Well, the, we're trained in all of that too, which is right. called um, clinical, clinical mm -hmm. hypnosis, right? Yeah, but, I'm a clinical hypnotherapist yeah. myself, so but I, I just don't yeah. work with that area. Mm. And, I, and I'm trained with that too. But on top of that, transpersonal brings in mind, body and spirit. So mm -hmm. they also do spiritual hypnosis. They bring in guides and angels. Mm -hmm. And we, as transpersonal, we, we work with whatever the person's belief system is. So we do yeah. ask, what's your belief system? Let's use that. 
right? Mm -hmm. So that is why I ended up in a group that focuses on um, spiritual realm. And that's how I got trained as a past life regressionist and also chose to take the life between lives, spiritual okay. regression. All so right. that's how so, I'm doing that. <laughs> so let's say, um, let's take a past life regression session. And if you can think for a moment, uh, why do people come to you for that? What is the most impelling um, reason, compelling um, reason? I think the most reason is they have an issue that they've been working on. Maybe they've tried to work it out themselves. They've even gone to a therapist and they can't find Some why. kind of fears. Yeah, well, not even fear so much as usually it's about um, blocks. Blocks, about, emotional like, blocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah emotional blocks or, um, you know, not understanding why they're in a certain situation or a relationship in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, sort of like, why me? So for yeah. those, those that believe in, like, are you following a pattern? Is this something that you were meant to be here to do and learn from? Mm -hmm. and, and of course, as, as the life coach end of it, when we process, you know, we go through all that. How does this help you? Mm -hmm. And I ask those questions. Um, so that's usually some people are just curious, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, like so. Wonder what tell it was. me, let's um, let's go. I'm, I'm again the client, right? Mm -hmm. And I have a fear of flying. All right, I and I have mm -hmm. to fly because my work brings me uh, to travel. Yeah. So I thought I've tried everything. I don't like to take medicine or, or medication. So I come to you, and what is the first just? Walk us through the process of what you do. Is there an intake process, an, you know, questionnaire or an interview? What, what happens? Yeah, with every new client, I have an intake session where I get to know them. I get to know mm -hmm. all the background and details, um, any triggers, any information that they can share with me about what they want to work on. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter what it is. I always do that. And um, then the session would follow for a past life regression. I usually allow an hour and a half, two hours. Mm -hmm a little longer than a regular session. Yeah. And um, so in your case, if you, we decided we're going to go to a past life to work mm -hmm. on this fear of flying under, <coughs> excuse me, under hypnosis, I would take you back in time, you know, on, after the regression, just lead you back through this life, back to And you would record it, right? It's recorded. Um, yes, record mm -hmm. it and I take really good notes and, and uh -huh. the writer's cramp at the end but um and then i would likely take you suggest that you go back to the lifetime where you first experience you know that what you to i mean the idea life. you're saying that the objective would be to ultimately bring me there or you're you would ask me during the session under hypnosis i would be go to where you first is that is that how it works uh, mm -hmm. under hypnosis once i get you under hypnosis and i suggest you go back on the timeline i would suggest you go back to the source mm -hmm. uh, the past life that has is that the most possible for most people uh you know yes yes uh, um mm -hmm. but what's interesting is some people some people just go back to some random lifetime and right you know that doesn't seem like it fits. and it takes times so yeah it so takes we time. work on that and it's like how does this fit you know mm -hmm. um but it which kind of you know leads me and them to trust the process even more because yeah. they didn't just make up a story in their head to go back to something right. that fits. Sometimes they come up with something totally yeah. unrelated, and I'm like, yeah. well, this is somewhere in here. The reason you went there, there's information yeah. for you. There is some. Yeah. I had a client who um, she was a public servant. She worked for the government, and 
um, but her, her real nature, what she truly wanted to be ever since she was a little girl, was a writer. And she had tried, she had tried to write blogs, but she just was so embarrassed and she just couldn't do it. And she wanted to know why she was so blocked from writing. What was it, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, when we worked together, um, of course, I have permission to talk about this from the client. She's one of my uh, clients who has given me permission to write about it in a book. Um, okay. She's written... Um, and this is a forthcoming book, the stories Yay. from from <laughs> stories from the desk of a soul therapist. Um, she she slowly went to several different lifetimes, and mm. it was so interesting to see how you know she would be like a dog on a leash. I was being brought with her, you know, and I'm, I'm you know with my tongue hanging out, and and she's talking and she's bringing me. And then we ended up in an area with a um, something that could have been like a spiritual teacher, and she was a scribe. And it was there that the entire um, the reason blew up. She found out because her uh, father, what was considered a father figure, was present there, and he she didn't have a good relationship with her father and then you know uh, here I was like you writing all notes you have writer's cramp while you're writing and it's recording and then after like you said it's an hour and a half two hours even more but under hypnosis it's you know a good hour a little over and when you see that it's tiresome for the person and you think you have enough elements and enough to go on because they are literally there's in this alpha state that they know what what had happened I bring her back and you know in this case she was my god I realize I couldn't believe it of course you know and the what is so interesting and I'm sure you'll agree with me in past life regression is the aha moment of the client that they reach the responses and the solutions to their issues. Exactly. I don't want to say it's immediate. Um, it usually, in a, with my clients, it's done in one, maximum two sessions, really. It depends on how far they want to go and how uh, difficult their situation is. But that's what happens. And it's so satisfying for that. I don't know. I, I'm always... It's as if I'm doing it and I'm surprised. I know it's going to go there, but every time it's such a surprise, you know? Yes, and it's and amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's surprising for the client, but it's also amazing to me to see how they get there. And, um, and of course, when you give them the recording where they can listen to them. Oh, of course, I've been under hypnosis. I have done past life regression myself. And so I have that recording. And when I listen to it, and I remember, as if it were today, the things that were coming out of my mouth, and as they were coming out of my mouth, I was thinking, hmm, how do you like that? I should have known, you know? (laughs) Well, somewhere you did know. It just took that little, you know. Hidden. It It was very good. Consciousness door. Yeah. You know, it took... It took opening that, you know, opening the conscious so it's like not closing you off from that information, which is what's so great yeah. about hypnosis. And it's such an emotional moment. And um, what 
people who would like to try it or are curious or do have issues, I always tell them you really have to go to someone you trust because it's the relationship that you entertain with the person, the therapist that you're working with is so, you have to trust them. You really do have to trust them Mm -hmm. because you're going back into an emotional space. And yeah. I mean, the tears come out, the, 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 the tears abound. It's, it's such a very personal, intimate space, you know. Um, yeah. I, th- I think it's probably one of the most fascinating things that I, I do. And I'm sure you, but, but see, you work with art. And what I enjoy about the artist's page, you know, the, the canvas when you're working with things like tarot, oracle, or divinity, you know, divining, mm-hmm. is that, you know, I, I sort of, and let me know if this is true, could it be likened to some form of automatic writing where the person is writing and the message emerges in the art? Is that? Well, it can be, it can be both, you know, and actually, um, I t- also teach on intuitive writing and, and I, um, what is I'm intuitive actually, writing? It's sort of like what we were just talking about where, um, where you allow yourself to just start writing and see what comes. And, and I'm actually going to be doing a talk on that, um, in, in a upcoming hypnotist, uh, global summit thing. Clo- so, mean, but, um, yeah. but uh, so, and I, I was, Actually, it's pre-recorded, so I just recorded this. Um, that uh, the difference to me between intuitive writing and automatic writing, generally, okay, mm-hmm. is that with intuitive writing, I believe the answers are coming from your own subconscious or from your own higher self yeah. within your own little intuitive, your mm-hmm. own little bubble. Whereas yeah. automatic writing right. may be coming from a channel, a, mm-hmm. a source, or an entity outside mm-hmm. you. Okay, so um, for example, when I do mediumship, I'm probably doing more of an automatic writing yeah. because I'm not writing out of my own subconscious. I'm writing. Right, you're writing. You 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 write during that. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, with intuitive writing, um, I use I teach it along with the intuitive art sometimes, and I'll, I'll put somebody under with a question, a question that they want to ask. What do you mean? Like, you put somebody under. You're talking about hypnosis. In hypnosis, yeah. I'll, so, so I'll, you, I'll get, put them under a light trance with having them focus on what they want an answer to. And uh-huh. while they're still under, then I have them open up their eyes with their paper and pen and just begin to write without uh-huh. editing and just write about it. Just write about it. And uh-huh. it's it's magnificent in that what I think happens uh, is, is there's a different channel that goes physically. Same thing with art. You're, you're it's difficult here. I understand I do understand mm-hmm. what you're saying, the intuitive mm-hmm. and automatic. And it, I'd say, let's say 80% I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But then there's a fine line that um, divides you getting messages from your higher self and guides, masters yes, that want to use you as a channel for their messages. I'll mm-hmm. give you an example and, may, and maybe you can let me know what you think. Um, almost every morning, almost every morning, maybe every other morning, but just about every morning, I wake up and before I put my feet on the floor, I take out my iPad, uh, one of the programs that I have, I turn on the microphone and I dictate uh, messages that come to me 
because I'm thinking them um, some stupid thing. All right. I have uh -huh. uh, a project. I have a project and it's very iffy whether the project will go forward in this particular context. Right. And that right. message comes out. Those messages come out. But also messages concerning other projects that masters are interested in getting out through me, like, for example, a, a publication. So in this mishmash of what I do in the mornings is a little bit of both. Is that correct? Yeah. I okay. believe so. And, and I believe like there's a little teamwork going on. Yeah, teamwork. Um, you're, you're, is, you're right about that. <laughs> you're given some information mm -hmm. and um, and then you uh, you integrate that with your own right. ideas and thoughts and, and take it forward. So and, and this is like sometimes mm -hmm. we think, what well, was that my thought or was yeah. that something else? I have an example of this. Just um, mm -hmm. I was watching a video of um, someone, uh, another medium who, who was talking and I had one of these aha, like you're talking about, oh, I have an idea for what I want right. to do with something. So just the night before I woke up and I thought, oh, I know how to describe this. And it's, mm. it, this is akin to what we're talking about. And I thought about making the video and I have a piano and I thought about making the video and, and actually just playing the keys like da -da 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 -da. yeah, and then saying it's a piano, but all these different tones are in this piano. <laughs> it doesn't mean that each tone is a different piano and that's what we are. And I was talking, I was, you know, talking in my brain, making the, uh, a video about our different levels of being. This that is interesting that you mentioned the piano because I have just started working with the piano, just like you're explaining. Mm -hmm. using the keys and the sounds and the melody and the harmony to get messages, which is something that I have never done before. It's just since January, February, I've started with it. And it's, but I'm still not, um, you know, whereas you're in front of the, the iPad or whatever it is, and you put on the microphone and you get it, and it comes out in words. This is a different language just mm -hmm. like art is a different language. Yes. And so I'm trying to think, whereas it works perfectly for me, because I understand, I understand the harmony that I, you know, I know when it's sad and I know when it's happy. You know, if, I'm, if my mind goes in a certain place and the melody speaks to me in, in a certain way, I have my answer. I'm wondering if something like that can be used to divine or to work with a, a person or because you teach art and divination right i'm mm -hmm. wondering if you through art you yourself do um is it possible for you to get responses for clients for example um, i i don't maybe i confused you <laughs> well i haven't used me doing the art for their answers but i have had them as i mentioned earlier have them even under a hypnotic state, create their own art, or, or even just a pre-guided meditation. The, do their the own people art. you work um, with. Yes, and, and uh -huh. you know, it's funny, so, so these synchronicities, I think we're onto something because the universe is sending this down. Like I said, mm -hmm. uh, so I see her on the video talking about saying the same thing. Well, it, it's like we're a piano and all of these different notes are inside of us. And I'm like, that's what I just woke up with last night and I was gonna use it in my video. And now uh -huh. here you are talking about 
the piano and using harmony and, and tones. Well, yeah, but, as, but you see, it depends because I'm a writer, so I know what writing is all about. And I know that certain words sing a certain tune, right? Yeah. I can't say I'm a concert pianist by no stretch of the imagination, but I know harmony when I, you know, I know right. what I'm doing there on the piano. Um, I think that's, a, I'm not sure how to define it, if it's a language. You know, that is a language that we use to um, to, to, to communicate with the divine. I, I, I have to think of that. I'm not sure. People who oh, yeah, sing, think, for example. I think it may be, I think, sound, not words. I think mm -hmm. sound might have been the original um, creator, maybe. Ah, you know? um, yeah. And I, you know, I always picture that there's so much that I could go into, but, uh, yeah. you know, and, and then there was the word. Yes, and then there was the word, right. And, and, the, and the word translated is not word. It doesn't mean like, you right. know, a word. It, it means right. uh, a vibration. Message. Uh-huh. A vibration. Um, yeah, yeah. And so the old translation, I think, in, in Omega was, was a vibration or a... Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you're not familiar with this, we'll also send you on, down a, a rabbit hole. Um, are you familiar <laughs> with cymatics? C-Y-M-A-T-I-C-S? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so for your listeners, tell them to just Google or YouTube cymatics and, and yeah. see these these beautiful uh, building blocks uh, of nature yeah. that yeah. match different tones. So that's another way to use it as a translator. You know, is yeah. it a beautiful image? I was like Dr. Emoto with, with the crystals. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. is it a beautiful yeah, yeah. image? Does this resonate with you? And even yeah. the terminology that we use, yes, yeah. you resonating. know, supports it has the, something. The, I would sounds. say truth of all this. It's about yeah. sound. Um, good vibration. I, regularly, I work. Um, I do mediumship on my YouTube channel live or, or pre-recorded, wow. and uh -huh. much of the messages that have been well, the questions asked from my subscribers who. Um, what can we do? How can we, you know, raise our vibrational state? How can, how can we have a spiritual awakening? And um, I could remember clearly on several occasions, the response was having to do with singing, uh, invoke, pronouncing, uh, using your larynx and vocal cords to vibrate sounds, to, vib to, to create vibrational sounds without words. And that is what allows you to move in that direction and I, I wasn't initially I wasn't sure of what I was hearing but it if I liken it to singing then then it's clear to me you know this yes. this ohm and uh yes. like the 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 Arabic mm -hmm. guttural sound uh, that kind of sound yeah. which was well, and um I I can't think of his last name Jonathan um th there's a music sound guru and oh. he had a, a video out and he was um, talking about making these sounds and it was the name of Yahweh but through sound mm -hmm. and and how it goes up through the the chakras uh -huh. and with each chakra making and that this would in this meditation with this sound um, mm -hmm. And then, of course, we have the own chanting, and there's something mm -hmm. behind all this, right? Um, mm -hmm. I use a biofeedback um, little thing that shows the heart 
um, coherence, heart brain coherence thing. And if you're out of coherence, it's jiggly jaggly. And when you are, it goes nice and mm-hmm. smooth. And it hits is it a machine or, or what uh, is it's it? It's the heartmathinstitute.org. Um, it's called a um, inner balance. It's like mm-hmm. a little Bluetooth inner balance thing. It's, um, it, and it's a good thing that I use with the clients that like to see, mm-hmm. hey, is this really working? But what mm-hmm. I noticed is when I sit and I do the breathing and I do the, you know, just the calming that, it, you know, it does okay. But I discovered when I chant OM, yes, it gets different. much higher. Of course, of course. And, then and it has all that to do the vagal with nerve too. this, the yeah, the vagal body. nerve, the polyvagal. Yeah. It has to do with, with what is here. Um, I work with, and I'm going to plug, excuse me if I plug something here. I work with movement. I I give lessons in movement, but voice in movement. One of the lessons uh, weekly is your voice in consciousness movement. And there we work with the sound, of course, brought together with the, the breath and you know have it elongated but it's Mm -hmm. using those part that part of you know not controlling it but understanding feeling it you know understanding where the sound comes from and also breath work and breath work together with this is oh just so anyone out there the first lesson is free write to me yeah Yeah. (laughs) but it's so interesting and there's so many we could go we forget how to breathe Yes, we forget to yeah. breathe. <laughs> we, I know. I was working with somebody the other day, and I said, "Now just take a deep breath in." And I'm looking at them, and their chest, nothing's moving. Yeah. And I said, "And a deep breath in." And I, I finally, I'm like, "You need to breathe." <laughs> you got to breathe. Like, they're like their breathing was so shallow yeah. that they yeah. didn't even realize that they weren't. Breathing in and breathing yeah, out. Yeah. It's, it's your, yeah. your neurological system has to learn that. That's why mm-hmm. I call them lessons, because it's the neurological system that needs to find different patterns to emanate. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we've had uh, so much put, we've just put up so much out there. And uh, the focus was on these past life, uh, this past life regression and hypnotherapy, which is something I suggest to anyone who has the um, desire or the necessity to, to, to try. And like I said, we will be able to find you, Desiree, at transhypnotherapy.com, right? That's right. That's my main website. Yes. All right. Thank you so much for coming and shining a light. It was well, wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun talking to you. Yeah. Bye-bye, Desiree. Bye. Thank you.